Do you feel like you have your own gifts and you want to explore and expand them? How many times do you have dreams that just come true or you will simply know something? Well, guess what? You can expand and develop your gifts today. Go to ColbyRebel.com and visit my classes. I have e-courses that you can watch and learn in the comfort of your home. Everything from intuition, psychic, to even connecting to loved ones on the other side. So visit ColbyRebel.com and start developing your gifts today. Oh, hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Colby Rebel Show. I am your host, Colby Rebel where my goal tonight is to bring you a little bit closer to your loved ones. And what a special night we have in store for you. I have one of my most favorite people in the whole world joining us once again. A couple messages before we get to our guest is we have the Beginner's Development Circle starting on the 17th. So if you are ready, make sure you grab your spot. This is for any level that you just want to learn a little bit more. And we have the advanced circle as well, and that is on the 16th. So be sure to grab your spot before they go, okay? So our guest tonight is just someone I adore. You know how much I love him, and I'm excited to have an opportunity to work with him once again this month but he is amazing. He was recently featured on the Netflix hit show, Surviving Death. He is a spirit artist. He is an international teacher, medium. He is fabulous, and you all know how much I love him. So please put your hands together for Joseph Scheel. Oh, hello, hello, Joe. How are you? I'm good. How about you? Thank you very much for that very nice introduction. Oh, it's so good to see you again. Good to see you too. It's fantastic. And all right, so you've been a busy bee since the last time you've been on the show. You have been featured in this huge Netflix hit show that everybody is talking about surviving death. You were in episode four. So tell us about this, please. Tell us about your experience, what it meant to share spirit art to the community. Tell us, tell us, tell us. Well, I I, um, I was asked to do this for the uh, Forever Family Foundation, which uh, is really a wonderful foundation that um, was started by uh, Fran and Bob Ginsburg when they lost their daughter. And they wanted, they had gone to some mediums that were not so credible and they got kind of upset and they wanted to get into the science of things and see if there was some way to, you know, kind of produce people and, and understand that people were credible or not. And what happened was they started these grief retreats for people and support groups for people 
uh, other than your normal grief circles and things like that. They wanted to have something where people could go and maybe learn and have some faith that there was somebody on the other side, that their loved ones were still around and, and that type of thing. So they have dealt for many years uh, working with scientists all over the country and the world. And um, I was invited and I do, I do this every year. I do a grief retreat with them and I do spirit art and try to draw the people's children or the loved ones or husbands or wives that have passed on. And, and, um, and I, you know, I don't know who I'm going to get at the time, but um, they filmed us for an entire grief weekend. And so a lot of different aspects of that were uh, filmed, um, including the classes we give and things like this. But in the show, it's a, it's a, a brief, you know, a snapshot of, of some of the, my demonstrations and how, how fast I draw and give, give those, give the messages to the people. So I was, um, I'm thrilled to do it because of the organization. Honestly, I think they do great work. So I, I really wanted to do it. Uh, been asked to be on other shows and I was kind of, hmm, you know, I didn't, you know, I'm, I'm not necessarily in it for the stardom, if you will, but uh, this, this was, um, this was important. So I really felt good being there. Yeah. And it's so well done and really kind of yeah, captures, yeah. you know, I, I love the episode that you're in particularly because I really felt that it, it does capture grief. Mm -hmm. People don't understand how mm -hmm. deep grief can be. You know, you had the parents that they were so analytical and logical and we get those <laughs> clients, oh, right? Yeah, they want to overthink and they don't think there's anything mm -hmm. after and so they have a hard time trusting and surrendering mm -hmm. or there was the other lady that wanted to hear from her husband and so they mm -hmm. have these moments though so they you can see that even those and it's not necessarily that they're fully skeptical i mean i think they're just they're i think that they're more afraid they won't get a sign they're more afraid that everyone else is going to get something and and their loved ones aren't going to show up for them so they're almost mm -hmm. afraid, right? I think so. And I think a lot of it is just, it's just the absolute slam and shock of losing a child and, oh. and that type of thing. I mean, I can't, you know, I've never lost a child, thank God. And, I'll, and I, I hope I never do. I, I, although I read for a lot of people who have, mm -hmm. I, I really don't know how to put myself in their shoe leather. You know, it's just, that's a, that's a tough one. And, and, um, who knows how long that that you're you're in shell shock after something like that, especially an immediate passing or something, you know. So, uh, you know, I've, I've talked to lots of parents who've lost children who were sick for many years, and they're almost relieved they're out of pain and things yeah. like this. But when you lose somebody like that, it it really kind of uh, you know, it, it creates a it creates such a an energy and a block around it that you know, as mediums, we're we're, we're going to do the best we can and. Uh, it's it's really hard to get through all the the grief and the pain and the ooze of all that. So yeah. yeah, when we do connect though, and there are those children on the other side that we're connecting with, I mm -hmm. still find them to be so light and you know energetic and happy. Yeah. Like they're not. It's not a hurtful place. It's it's not yeah. anger that they bring for nothing like that. Right. It's it yeah. really is this beauty that children do have. You would really start to see the beauty, even in the pain mm -hmm. and um, the beauty of the world, the, the consciousness, the continuation of consciousness and, and life and uh, how it all works together. And uh, sometimes children really show that quite beautifully. Uh, 
but you know, as human beings and even you and I as, as medium stuff like that, you know, I probably cry every day, you know, because, you know, when you, when you run into something like this in a reading or something, it, it's heart wrenching. It really is. But you feel so bad for the, for the living. Uh, but, but the, the still living, those who have gone on and are still living, if you will, um, they have a freedom from, from this. They, they see the, the hope and the possibilities of that, that other world. So it's really great. So excited that you were on it to really showcase spirit Thank art you. and, and really helping this foundation. If I'm correct that the wife passed away, is that correct? On the Netflix series? Yeah. Fran so Ginsburg, uh, somewhat a little bit after our uh, grief retreat and after I was with them in Florida at one point in time, um, she was diagnosed with uh, pancreatic cancer and it went, uh, she fought a good fight and yeah. uh, she was just, she's just like a mom to all of us mediums and everything. I mean, I, I really love her uh, greatly. And Bob is, Bob is st still reeling, but he's back to work. He's back to getting the yes. foundation together and, you know, he's a, he's a really intelligent guy and we've become good friends. And I, I just, I'm just, I'm behind him all the way, whatever he wants to do, we'll, you know, we'll help him get it done. But, but Fran really was the kind of the force. Behind yeah. It, yeah. That. She, you could tell yeah. she's a powerful force. I read this, yeah. I read that, uh, Bob, you know, wrote something about her and mm -hmm. oh my gosh, like yeah. it opened up the floodgates. I couldn't stop oh, crying. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh my goodness read that at the funeral and I went, I drove down to uh, Long Island for the, for the uh, funeral and, and uh, he read that. No, man, that was on dry island house. That's for sure. And, yeah. But know. at least she's with her daughter. Right. And yeah, she's, right. she's, you know, she def if anyone's earned their wings, she sure yeah. has. And, and has been a trailblazer for the rest of us to follow for sure. Absolutely. Yes. Mm -hmm. So now I want to uh, talk about teaching spirit art. Okay. First of all, I am so naive at this. So forgive me. Can you teach spirit art? And, and if you can, how can it be taught? Do I have to be a natural artist or take me through some steps, please? Okay. Well, first off, it's, it's, I believe that if you are interested in mediumship, your mediumship and the fundamentals of your mediumship are extremely important to uh, develop and bring forth. The art may come. Now, you may be an artist in the first place, which means it might be easier for you to transition into using your art in your work, which is wonderful. Um, but say you're the stick figure drawer and you, know, and, you're not, and you never drew anything before. The mechanics of drawing a face or drawing those things can be learned. It can be practiced and like what the same as what we do. If we become professional at this work, we practice all the time. We're, we're, we're working at this constantly to get better at drawing faces, better at drawing what we do, better at giving, giving the messages that we receive, get, get better at our connection, being in the power and all that. So this is something I believe that if you are a medium and you are working on your mediumship and developing your mediumship, that it is advantageous for you. It's not just, it's not just, Oh, can I, can't I, it, it's actually, you should, you know, it, it's something you should do. And, and it's not just a, 
kind of sell my programs or anything. I, I really believe that it helps you be more evidential. I think every medium should have a pad of paper and a pencil in front of them and, and have the pencil in their hands when they're reading. And the reason being is you might doodle something, you might write down a name, you might write down a number automatically. And not I'm not talking about automatic writing. I'm talking about the mind works in such a way that if we're blended with spirit and spirit is blended with our minds, that we are going to automatically begin to work together, the spirit and us, as one instrument for the sake of the peace of that person. And we're going to start to do things and things will come together. In time, if you give the mechanics or you know how to draw to the spirit world as an opportunity to use it as a tool, then you'll begin to draw things. You might draw the front porch of a house or the, a familiar home, or you might draw the, the location of that, uh, that horrific you know, thing that happened, the accident, the murder, or whatever the case may be. You might begin to draw an item like somebody's favorite watch or piece of jewelry. All of this is using artwork to kind of enhance the evidence of the reading. But then when you get into faces, you know, you. I, I don't I don't know if any of my faces out of thousands of faces are exactly, you know, but they're close and the essence is what I'm looking for. I bring forth the essence of the person that passed and it's unmistakable. We know it's them. It couldn't be anybody else. Having not met anybody in that family, having not seen any pictures, have not seen any kind of videos or even being given any description of what they look like. To have them come through and show the power and evidence of their existence, continuation of their existence, is just is just something that's brought me to healing myself as well. Because at first, when I started doing this work, I was confused. I didn't draw. I was doing mediumship, and I think it all came about just more more by accident and boredom than anything else. And all of a sudden, there it is. You know, I had done it before, but I didn't realize what it was. And then all of a sudden, it became something that I said, you know what? I need to draw them. I need to, why not give spirit more opportunity to bring solid evidence that that's actually them through, through. And so that's what I do today. I love it. And it's incredible. And I love what you said. It is because again, even in mediumship, right? We get the essence an impression of that spirit. So really that's exactly what you're doing in that spirit art exactly. you're bringing through. Exactly. And it, it, I think it is fun because the recipient who can recognize that spirit they recognize that essence. So whether it's a personality trait, even though you're drawing, that doesn't mean there's not a personality trait or a line in the mouth or a look in the eye. Right. So it may not necessarily be the shape of the glasses, so to speak, right? Right. Yeah. The skill the skill sets are, you know, something you, you build upon in the left brain. Like you practically learn to know how to make a circle or how to make eyes or how to do this. Those are all practical mindsets. But the medium works in what I call the medium's mind or, or the imaginary mind, which is the right brain. And so that's the creative side of the mind. That's where all artists work, all great artists and, and musicians and poets and writers. And they're, they're in their imagination and they bring that through. Spirit connects with us in that side of the mind. And so if we have any kind of skill to just begin with, even if it is the stick figure, why not begin to draw, begin to bring it forth? Because we may even be helped to um, find, make the lines finer or make the eyes better or make the chin more distinct or 
make the put the brooch on the on that that grandma used to always wear you know on there or begin to even talk about it even if we're not drawing it well because we've added yet another dimension and another uh, opportunity for evidence to the reading so i encourage all mediums to at least try it and see see how it works for you and, and don't give up right away you know kind of kind of keep going at it and, and see how it feels to to kind of bring forth these these tangible pieces of evidence for the client as well because they love to walk away with the with the notes and the and the and the, the drawings of you know the front porch or the or the person and and they love to walk away with that because it gives them something to remember the the reading and gives them something to remember the you know that that reconnection with loved ones that they've passed and missed so much yeah, that's a great thing too. Is it will be the gift that keeps giving forever, right? Right, exactly. I, I actually once had a student at the AFC, I believe it was Lizzie, if I'm not mistaken. We had to do a spirit art thing. And at the time, she drew a man that she thought was my father. It was interesting because I didn't know what he had looked like then. It's, you know, I didn't mm -hmm. know who he was. So I later found out. And sure enough, if the picture she drew didn't look like him, and it was very, very exciting because it was like then I already knew he was around me, and then it was right. pr proven later, right? So right. it was like I've always been with you, not just when you found out who I was. I was there before then. And that, so that was really – it is a gift that gives for sure. So, you, you know, you donate so much of your gift – to charities, mm -hmm. you know, I, and I love that you, you do that. You have something coming up. I believe it's February 23rd. Is that correct, Joe? Oh, yeah. And so tell us a little bit, it's infinity foundation. So maybe share what that is. And you're doing a demonstration and oh my gosh, I love this, a class on intuitive creativity. So please, I, I want to know, and what's the infinity foundation? The Infinity Foundation is a foundation up in Chicago, and it's uh, really this is a a paid a, more of a paid gig, but uh, if you will, a paid time together. But but the foundation does great works about continued education for uh, teachers, psychologists, psychiatrists. You know, um, continued education, and so I um, am a faculty member uh, and medium. medium for this particular organization, in order to, in order to bring forth some some new ideas and, and kind of reach further um, beyond the say the clinical side of things and help people to see more intuitively, think more intuitively, and bring forth more ideas. So when I talk about creativity, uh, you know, I I'm talking to a lot of different types of people that may be doing something quite different than mediumship. Um, so it's open to a lot of different types of people. Say, say somebody is really stuck in how to how to formulate ideas to to better uh, better equip their schools during this entire COVID thing and things like that. So you can get stuck in 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 the old ways of doing things, and you really have to reach in and be inventive about where you're going. So it's almost like visual visualizing what what can be. Well, the spirit world is our perfect uh, source in order to ask them, those who see the big picture and ask them, what should we do? How could we do this? You know, what? where's the path forward? We're so stuck inside and, you know, kind of isolated. Where can we go from here, in other words? And so 
um, showing how creativity and using the using that right brain or that 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 medium's mind, if you will, showing people how that can open up whole new worlds of of help and and um, I, I want to say inventiveness for uh, their jobs and their and their way of going. So it it you know it's accredited for continued education for all kinds of people, which is really uh, you know, what I like doing about it. You know. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. and it is yeah. it is about creativity activity even in mediumship right you need that creative mind going for sure i said the demonstration is just a demonstration of spirit art and mediumship that i'll be doing by myself so it's okay that's always a treat right always i love uh, i love and i love like well we have our event coming up as well so and people have seen you yes. work and we will talk about it but i love when you are connecting and drawing and you'll You'll sit there and do something, and then the spirit kind of corrects you, and you go, oh, wait a second, hang on, it's a little more like this. And and so it, you can tell you're actually talking to them, whether it's in your mm -hmm. mind or not, but you can tell that they're kind of adjusting it as you're drawing it mm -hmm. for you. Yeah, especially women. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we want our hair just right. I don't mean any offense by that. What I, what I mean is it, it's interesting just over the years, you know, I, I I've, I've actually thought about taking a hairdressing uh, school or something like that because I'll do the hairdo on the woman and it's like, that's not the way I wore it. It's like, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes. Great now. Yes. Yeah. It's so funny. Men can be the same way, so it's okay. What I also love though is on a personal level in your, in your private world, if we could touch on it a bit, you're, you're unbelievably creative with your hands and masonry and you did this unbelievably beautiful thing where you took, I believe it was your mother's violin and you yes. took pieces of it and you put it into the mantle of a fireplace that you built. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I need to know, like, first of all, how did you get that idea? Like, did that come from your mother? Was that an inspirational thought? Do you, did, have you talked to her about it to see how she feels? <laughs> Share with us how that came about because what a beautiful idea and what a beautiful way well, to remember her. I lost my mother when I was about 12 and she passed away cancer. And um, my mother was a, a concert pianist and she played violin and that was her violin. So I kept uh, those things for quite a while. Um, and then when my kids were about five, they were playing with it and decided it was a trampoline or something. And so they, they smashed it. And I know they were just kids, so they didn't realize what they were doing. I put it in a paper bag and I kept it all these years. And some people might think I'm a hoarder, but I kept it because I was hurt uh, that it was broken. And yet I knew that, you know, someday I'll create something with it. Someday I'll, I'll pull this out and find it, find something that where it fits and where it, and I, I often thought, well, I'll just have it repaired, but it was so, so broken up that I didn't know if I ever could. So um you know i'm i'm creating this uh, retreat kind of center and, and this place in uh, with a acreage and everything else and so in the fire where the fireplaces and things i built this uh, rather oversized mantle and things and i said you know the grains of the wood the beauty of the darker wood of the violin against the light wood i i just it came about and um you know, I'd like to say, you know, my mom told me to do it or something, but that's, 
I've had very little contact with my mother over the years. Uh, I, you know, I'm one of those people that say, "Where? Why don't I get a message?" You know, it's like kind of thing. But by the same token, uh, she was so creative herself. She was she was a portrait artist herself. That I think when I'm using my creativity, I feel close to her. So I wanted to put the violin right up there where I could see it and kind of almost decorate or or incorporate it into the um into the movement of the wood and the way the the trim and and all the, the woodwork goes to kind of move it into being music and movable and and almost give an inanimate object sound and so i've incorporated other instruments and then i made a i took the top of her piano because that had been dismantled some time back and I kept the pieces of the piano and I've incorporated the the, the, bat, the top of the piano is now upright and it, it's a bench. So you sit against the back of the piano and, and that. So I'm, I'm doing those types of things to just incorporate them as interesting pieces of maybe folk art in the middle of what is the fine art as well on the walls. So Oh, that's beautiful. I am, I'm sure she's so happy about that, right? Just creating. Fun, actually. Creating. Yeah. When you are working as a medium and working with your students, how do you help them when they feel insecure, when they're not sure that they're connecting? How do you, how do you kind of encourage them to, to trust and to surrender? Honestly, <laughs> I think because I'm vulnerable myself. I, I think it's because I probably made every mistake in the book. I probably tripped over myself a million times. I probably screwed up here, there, and everywhere. And so been there, done that as part of this. The other part is that I, I see their talent and I know they have it. And sometimes it just takes time for them to find it. So if I could come at it in different directions and different paradigms of how to see it, then I'll find the way that they learn. Um, you know, I, I once got a Vanguard Award for the teaching the most innovative new ways of teaching. In other words, we, we need to find out how do people learn? People aren't stupid. They, they are smart, but they may not be able to take the test one through five. You know, they may see it differently or come about it differently. So we're all different as mediums. We have a very, very, um, each one of ours are sets of gifts, if you will, sets of talents are played upon by the spirit world differently. And isn't that beautiful? I, I don't think we should all be the same. We're going to give this message, you know, bump, bump, bump. I, I, I want to open it up and allow it to be beautiful, allow the creativity to take place because that's where the spirit world is, is connecting with us. So helping them to be more open, more patient with themselves and more loving of them, coming to know themselves really well. I tell my students, if you know yourself 100 yeah. percent, then you'll know who you're not. But you need to come through sometimes through the ramifications and sometimes the horrors of your own life, which means you're healing, which means you're growing, which means you're seeing more clearly uh, what's real and what isn't. And uh, that I think the final thing I would say about that is I've got to love them no matter what. You know, I have to love them even if they're, you know, scared and, and upset or, you know, uh, you know, even if they're having that kind of week where they're a pain in the neck, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's um, I've got to love them anyway. And um, people that helped me love me, love me sometimes and maybe hated me sometimes, but, you know, um, 
they didn't give up on me and and i'm not going to give up on them either so that's the way it is i love that and if you had someone who doesn't do this work, right? They're, they're just kind of our, <laughs> I was going to say average Joe. <laughs> what if you have someone off the street and they want to know like, Hey, how do I know if my loved ones around me, you know, what would you tell them? How would you explain to them to know that their loved one is with them? Well, I would I would point them to some things that they could view, like uh, to understand it a little bit more, to understand the language of it a little bit more, and what is really out there. There's a lot of information that we have. Do we know everything? Absolutely not. I, you know, at the tip of the iceberg of understanding a lot of things. However, there is a lot of great information, a lot of great books, and it has been around for quite some time with some very credible and intelligent people. And there are some very credible, intelligent people out there teaching as well. So I would point them to those to those um, things that they could get involved in, whether it be books or videos or things like that. I'd also say to them, though, that it, it does require an open mind, you know, kind of looking at things differently than than we used to. I, I, um, I heard a, uh, an astronomer the other day explain to somebody when they were when they were having doubting Thomas's about their about his his astronomy and he said you know once when the the cavemen were were kind of in the cave and all of a sudden imagine them finding a cell phone you know what is that to them it, it's just a rock you know it's, it's just a what is this thing they'll use it to throw against the wall to throw it at something throw at the uh the meanderthal or whatever they this is this is different and and things have changed over the years we uh, things are have evolved and we too are evolving to understand the reaches of our minds of the unseen world around us the energies that we carry and the energies that we do so we're we're evolving so i would try to help someone open their minds you know through through just kind of taking a look at things a little differently from to stop stop staying on the treadmill with everybody kind of open your mind to what can be don't become silly or crazy or you know conspiracy all this other stuff just just take a piece at a time and open yourself up look for the signs and symbols around you that might be uh, the synchronicity of things and, and see if your loved ones can come through give actually sit sit and pray and give your loved one something to give to you and don't go looking for it just allow it to come into your life allow it to come around you'll see and you'll feel not just the setup you know it, like it's just oh i set that up and that you know that's the way it happened but you'll feel that wow this is a real feeling this is true this this is to my own self i'm true about this i just saw that now people pick feathers and pennies and things like this and you'll you know if you watch that show you'll see a lot of that kind of thing i, I tell people pick something obscure something that you're not going to see every day you know and and then just say show this to me if you're around me bring it to me when i'm least expecting it and and then watch what happens because you might sit for a while and wait but bingo all of a sudden it's there and i've had that happen for me and and that's you know, like I said, my mother's never really shown herself, but I've had some really cool things happen. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's what I say too. And and sometimes the way they'll bring it won't be the way you were thinking it was, right? Like 
it, it could be anything. It could be a photo. It could be someone mentioning it. It could yeah, be a multitude yeah. of reasons. You could read it yeah. in a book, right? Yeah, it's so, beautiful. I love this. Yeah. So let's talk about you. You've got this thing coming up where it's the power of recognizing powerlessness, a spiritual mm-hmm. 12 step. So will you share, because that's very profound, right? That 12 steps to recognizing powerlessness. Tell us what that is. What, what would a student get from that? I decided this year to once a month um, present a step at a time from the, the 12 steps. The 12 steps came about with uh, the program of Alcoholics Anonymous. However, that's grown into 63 formal, uh, then then some, there might even be more than that now, um, kind of programs with 12-step programs for addiction, for overeating, for, um, you know, for shopping, for all kinds of things, for Sexaholics Anonymous, all kinds of things. People tend to... Uh, find themselves falling into these things that the patterns of behavior that become addictive, become become a mindset, become stuck in, if you will. And they they can't seem to run their lives or live their lives without it. And they have to have it. You know, it's like I have to have another pill or I have to have another drink and this type of thing. And to the point where it becomes quite a problem and they, they become powerless and their life becomes then unmanageable or um, uncontrollable because they'll drop what they're doing with the kids in order to go get the drink or go get the some, you know. And when we find ourselves that way and we have moments of clarity, we're like, oh my God, this is, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to stop this. I want to stop eating like this. I want to stop drinking like this. Um, We find ourselves powerless over completing it or ending it ourselves. So when I'm talking about the power behind that, I'm talking about the same thing we've just been talking about, that spirit world, a God of your own understanding, a power, you know, a greater power than ourselves that can help lift us, uh, help us envision the truth of what's going on so that we then have the tools to move forward. So these 12 steps have become um, something that I've worked with uh, for many, many years now, 30, 30 years and, and plus even. And um, whether I'm dealing with uh, prisoners in, 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 jail, in a jail place where I'm t- trying to talk to them about changing their life once they get out, or whether I'm talking and well, I was a hospital chaplain, and whether I'm talking to people that are so frightened of their operation and what they're about to go through with open heart surgery, something, and, and they're like, they're powerless over what they did before, they're powerless over the situation, they can't, and then we talk about how, what are the places there to look? What are the places there? And I continue to tell them about the unseen world, the, the, the world of love, the world of, of creation, the world that is there for them to heal from, to, to move towards, to, to allow to, to give, to give over and let them carry it for us. And, and we begin to see patterns and behaviors and a, a new way of life, a new way of living. And so this this program is not Alcoholics Anonymous. It's not a meeting. It's not that kind of thing. However, it's just to show the spirit spirituality that it, and the movement of that and the understanding of the philosophy of the spirituality. Uh, and it's not religion either. It's not like some cult. Okay. It's more about just understanding how that's 
putting those, the spirituality of taking these 12 steps of cleaning house, uh, finding what, what am I doing wrong? What's hurting me? What, where am I hurting others? Where am I going? And how can I use the experiences and sometimes the horrors of my life to help others and start to be engaged in the world? Um, so briefly, that's, that's basically what it is. One step at a time, we get there and we have a, we have a new, whole new spiritual understanding of how, um, of a way of living, a path for living, if you will. Oh, and I love that. It's free. It's free. It's just, it's, you know, there's the donations are all going to go to local recovery uh, establishments, not, not to AA. It supports itself and NA supports it, Narcotics Anonymous it supports itself, et cetera, et cetera. So there are places, establishments that uh, are built and have meetings and things like that and feed sometimes the people that are really struggling and that type of thing. So the money is going to go to them completely. Okay. I, yeah, yeah. And that's really important. And it's even too like, there was a group that I, I joined and I started to see some posts where people were recognizing not necessarily that they're an alcoholic, but they were just drinking too much. Like, it, Oh, just yeah. one or two glasses a day or like it became, and it wasn't making them feel good. And so, mm-hmm. you know, something like this, what, whatever it is, right. It could be too much sweets. Right. <laughs> Our instincts out of control is what it is. It's yeah. our instincts become out of control and we get stuck or fixated on something. And in, in you know, if you keep going like that, yeah, then you have a physical problem. Then you have a an addiction that you can't break, which is even tougher. You know? Yeah. Okay. So I I want to talk about our graphs. Uh, you do have this seven part program. You know, I always mm-hmm. love the R graphs because you're supposed to do one for me. Don't forget. But. Okay. Um, <laughs> But do me a favor, explain, you know, this art journey of the soul, our graphs, the seven part program. What is it you take students through? Explain what an R graph is for for the listeners. An R graph is a painting um, that I do and a reading that I do that is more empathic and more psychic. And now occasionally it slips into some mediumship if I'm deep in my altered states. However, um, it's really trying to empathically take on the client and help them s- show them paths of possibilities in their life. And through symbols and signs and pictures, size, color, uh, movement, the connection within those, those things it, and how it goes around the picture shows them the possibilities and choices that they have, the choices that will bring them peace and contentment and some success and the choices that will bring them just back around again or back into a mess. And many people come and they, they can't see the pathways. Uh, this is a helpful way to really honor one's own holiness, one's own self, and, um, and have a tangible piece of artwork that they can look at and use as an affirmation for the day. Like, I'm, I know where I've been. I know where I am. This is where I want to go. You know, and so we begin to kind of pull it together that way. So every one of them is different. I've done, I've done so many, I can't even imagine. There's some right there. Yes. So they're, they're different and there, there's a lot of similar symbols sometimes in them, but each person has their own personality is completely in there. There's power animals, the animals that mean something about the personality and things. There's um, religious symbols and, and real items from from the world numerology is quite quite uh 
important as well, the number of times something appears in the picture. Uh, and the story goes around, so it's intense. It yeah. really is intense. It's... But this program is something I've offered um, online. You can purchase it, and it's, it's, it's a recorded of a live program that I taught last year, and it's been edited to, to help people learn. And I hope that, you know, if you uh, if you're interested in it, it, it takes you from square one to wherever you want to go. So it's, it's really good. I think it's a great opportunity. People could do it with their friends. Right. They could take yeah, it. And right. it, but I love like even as I was looking at the ones that we just showed, you're right. Mm -hmm. they're, they're really intricate because every time I see it, I see something new in them. Like. For instance, yeah. the second one is an eagle. I didn't quite realize right. like it's an actual eagle and everything's right. sitting on the wings. So right. you can start anywhere, but I start if you notice them and you look closely, I start with the face. Because I was doing spirit art when I first started them. So this face, each one of them is a face, and it's around the face uh, that the person oh, begins. Oh wow! To you do yes, you can see yeah. it. Oh my gosh! Oh. Yeah. Well, you're so talented. <laughs> we have to tell the listeners that beautiful picture behind you is your artwork. You did that yeah, painting right behind you. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is stunning. So that's it's called Ski Home Chautauqua. It's uh, it's one of the local barns around here, and uh, that's about the size of the snow we have. Yes. Too, so. But yes, those are oil paintings, and there's something I love to do. I I try to get as any time I can. I try to do. I try to paint because I love to paint, and uh, and it's just uh, become. I'm I'm falling in love with it more and more all the time. So, well, yeah. it's important too to do those things that feed our soul, right? I I think people don't do enough of hobbies. They don't do enough passions. They they just mm -hmm. kind of limit themselves to to the grind. And right. I don't believe we were meant to be here to only have the grind experience, right? We're here to I, I agree with you. Mm -hmm. Have that soul experience and that expression mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. So, I'm excited for our event coming up. It, we are doing Me a too. love and messages and this That'll is going to be really fun and it's Friday, February 12th. It's from 6 to 7.30. So mm -hmm. there are the tickets. I will say the tickets are selling so quickly for it, which is exciting. But Good. there are tickets available. So, you know, you guys can go to my website to grab your ticket or the Facebook. Mm -hmm. But Joe and I are going to come together. And we decided to do it on a Friday night because it was a nice combination of if someone wants to make it a date night, they can. Yeah. And, and we're going to, you know, they get to do something fun. It's such a wonderful gift to work with you, Joe. I, I absolutely oh, love it. That makes you, you make and me look good. No, no, it's, it's pretty amazing. And, you know, you will be doing some spirit art that evening as sure. well. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun and I know I'm excited about it, but one other thing that I want to talk about, because I just love this. You're going to do a school. So can mm -hmm. you please, you know, give us the insight on this school that's coming out uh, for our listeners? I've decided that that uh, I've been working on this for a, a number of years, um, but we're 
doing there's going to be a spirit art program the many many programs will be offered on this on this but i also hope hopefully once the covid is done um to bring people together to the retreat and uh and uh, have have several different types of teachers and and uh venues to to take part in to help uh soothe the soul to to really find one's one's own path and and choose choose a path that's right and and solid for them um this is this is really a a, a school of the soul if you will and uh you know it it it's a it's something that i um am excited about uh people told me to put my name in there i wasn't exactly hepped up on that at first but it's the joseph shield arts institute and so there'll be art and you know arts arts trainings there'll also be um healing arts there'll also be uh, mediumship and psychic type activities and work um and just a place to kind of kind of chill but all kind of, all of that will be involved in a very reverent way in a very uh way to honor our souls and our spirit and honor each other's and I think in the world right now, it was my effort to just, I'd like to, you know, people to kind of start to see the real spirit in others instead of all the trappings or the differences and stop paying attention to the separateness and start to pay attention to the oneness. So I thought if I could just offer this and then maybe, maybe a few people could carry it forward and, and bring it out into the world. So that's what it's about. That's very exciting. And, uh, I love it. And it's so important. And you, and I agree with you that we are allowed to be individuals and we are also allowed to come together and be one. And, and when we kind of approach things with love and empathy and kindness, you'll feel so much better anyway, and you'll feel so much more connected to others, you know, absolutely. I just think sometimes fear overtakes us and people get worried that there's not enough or, you know, right. why is this? And, and again, but the more, as you show, I mean, you, you do this, you show this, your life is beautifully abundant and it's abundant because you serve uh, unconditionally. You serve spirit, okay. you serve peers, you serve your students. So it's it's wonderful. Well, you're doing the same, and it's really wonderful what you're doing. And and I know you're out there, and people know you, and they see see what you're doing, and see the people you bring on your show, and people you work with. So, God bless you for that. That's all. That's awesome. Oh well, thank, thank you, Joe. You. Thank you, this is about our time, if you can even believe it. That's how quick it goes, right? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, I know, I know. But there's so many events you are doing this wonderful thing of a, another charity event with Laura and so you know Laura Wister mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So, so we've got that coming up for you you've got a multitude yeah. of things uh so everybody do me a favor head on over to josephshield.com everything's on his website you can sign up for his classes learn more get tickets to his other events he, he's got some teaching coming up but Joe, I want to thank you so much for being here, being thank back. You. And I will see you on the 12th. I will come yeah, in gonna... my red. <laughs> cool. That's great. All right. All right. Well, thanks so much, Joe, and have a beautiful, beautiful day. Thanks, Colby, so much. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye.
Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Colby Rebel Show. Be sure to follow Colby on social media at Psychic Rebel. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, please head on over to iTunes to leave a review to help Colby grow the tribe. Colby is an international psychic medium, teacher, best-selling author, and speaker. She is a master teacher of the Lisa Williams International School of Spiritual Development and is the owner of the Colby Rebel Spirit Center in Los Angeles. Visit ColbyRebel.com.